You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. Now listen to me, brother man. I'll tell it to so you can't understand. We got a whole lot of more discovering. Don't act like you know how to know in the universe. You can't flow from the first to the next verse. You're a manifest of the effect of a cause without a man. But you're not a lost cause, brother man. Now hear me out, sister lady. Keep hoping for the sun when it's being rainy. You have a special kind of responsibility. The ability to channel out of entity. Tap into a sacred symmetry. Grown foster child into infancy. All my sisters out there with powerful souls. Keep your love strong. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to AV Underground, the show where we talk to you about what it's like getting started as a content creator. I'm Josh Needham. I am MJ Watson. Hello there. And we, to this week, we're bringing you a little, another interview. I've We've been so back and forth with our interview styles because we wanted to initially start with, like, here's a clip of us talking, then we'll put in a break where we can insert, like, our own personal ads for whatever, and then after that, we'll have our interview with whoever we're interviewing for the week. And we have really just derailed that as soon as we came up with the idea. But I think this week we finally we're getting back to it. Well, it's part of it. Part of it's like we kind because like we kind of like put ourselves in the thinking that like, OK, we'll do a 30 minute interview and then 30 minutes of us talking. What it really ends up coming down to is like it's more like 45, 50 minutes of interview. And then we're like, oh, shit, are we really going to talk for 10 minutes now? Nah, let's just run the interview. Pretty much. Yeah. It's because it's so when we interview people, it ends up being so much useful content that I feel like I don't want to cheapen it with a whole lot of talking. So we're just going to come to you right now with a little bit of pre-show, a little bit of pre-interview. We contacted one of our buddies, uh, Kevin McMillan, who we're pulling on for an interview for this episode. And we'll get to that in just a moment. He has a little bit of a history video editing for uh, a well-known esports team. We'll we'll leave uh, the reveal up to the interview. A nice little juicy teaser. But I also wanted to preface this by saying hello and welcome to AV Underground. If you are listening on Anchor or any of the new platforms we've been pushed out to, if you're new to the show, welcome. You may have noticed that over the last few weeks, we've pushed out a lot of episodes in a very short amount of time because we used to be hosted over on Podbean. We moved our po- our hosting over to Anchor so that we could have our own channel because we were sharing a channel with two other shows and it wasn't working well for any of us. So here we are. We've moved ourselves to Anchor. Welcome to the new format. So we come out with new episodes every Tuesday where we either talk about a certain subject in content creation or we'll pull someone on who's you know a relatively new content creator, maybe someone who's been in the field for 20 years doing stuff. We had, had a great interview with Josh Foreman back in season one and... Man, I'm hoping like we're just going to keep going forward from here and pulling on new and newer and more exciting interviews. I feel, I feel like our interview, I feel because me and you now kind of like know what we're doing with our interviews and like me and you are very, we've gotten a lot better at just how we conduct our interviews together. I feel like our interviews are starting to get a lot more fun, a lot more interesting and a lot like they always have been, don't get me wrong, but I feel now it's going to lead us to whoever we bring in now. It's really good. It's a little more comfortable now. I think. Yes. Where when we first started, we we're like, what questions do we ask? And <laughs> me and you were like, there was a lot of like panicked thinking. Yeah. Like we'd, I'd get here like an hour beforehand, like prep for like a 30 minute interview and be like, really, we're, yep. we're fine. Now to today, we're just like, yeah, we're just going to do whatever. Yeah, and I think happens. things went pretty well. Yeah, no, it went great. Um, but part of the, uh, the fun of being now on Anchor is I want to let you guys know. Now, not only can you comment on the podcast, but you can leave us voicemail on the Hell podcast. yeah. And we can include that voicemail in future episodes, like in mail updates or viewer listener mail. Yeah, listener mail. Or viewers, not viewer mail yet. Or viewers taking the piss out of us day. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, either way. <laughs> if you want to leave us a voicemail, I think you have to do it through the Anchor app. So if you want to do that, great. But I mean, otherwise, we're all over the place, man. We are we are out in the world of Spotify now, which is like a whole new realm. As soon as iTunes comes through, like we're on all the major things, Google Podcasts, iTunes and Spotify. 
And then we've got a whole handful of other stuff. So that's pretty good. All sprinkled out all over the place. Uh, we may have to end up doing another podcasting episode at some point in the future because when we did our last one, I didn't have a feel for anything really except for SoundCloud and Podbean. Yeah. And now I'm getting a feel for Anchor. I don't feel like I have a great ha- handle on it yet. But after I've got some experience working with that compared to working working with a free service versus a paid service. Maybe we can do like a quickie episode where we just like go over more podcasts. Like like in, like this is this is an add on to the pod, the how to do a podcast episode. This is where we'll discuss more podcast platforms. You know, I think we can do something like that. That'd be a pretty good idea. Yeah, that could be fun. So, man, that's I'm just really excited to get into this interview. So why don't we go ahead? We'll this is all the talking I, I feel like doing today. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm with you on that. We're going to go ahead and throw on over to the interview, and I hope you guys love this episode. It was a great conversation. It's, it's going to be a real treat. But again, if you're new, welcome to the show. We come at you every Tuesday. And here we go. Enjoy. Support for AV Underground comes from our Patreon backers. If you like our work and want to help make sure we continue making podcasts for years to come, check out the Yeah Dude Patreon and become a backer for as little as $1 a month. Your contributions help us pay for things like web hosting for our site and our podcast, equipment maintenance, and all the other costs of production. That's patreon.com backslash yadude, or follow the link in the description. Thanks for listening to AV Underground. Stay awesome and keep creating. Greetings, everyone, and welcome. We are here today with Kevin MacDaddy Millen. That's How are we doing, guys? kind of my name for you, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else actually calls you no, that. No, I, I mean, I got called MacDaddy growing up uh, through high school, so that's nothing new. But you're you're the only one in college who ever called me that, yeah. <laughs> MacDaddy Millen. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, it's very nice to be here. My name's Josh Needham. I'm here with... MJ Lawson, per usual. And our guest, Kevin, Kevin McMillan. Mac- it's very nice to meet you guys. So we uh, we gra- grabbed you for the show because yep. you have a little bit of a history in video editing. A little bit, yeah. Um, from my understanding, not just video editing, but for video game content. Yes. I uh, Probably the most notable thing I did was I was a freelance editor for Cloud9 for, oh God, a year and a half. Yeah, you had, I think, brought that up. Like the first class we ever had together yeah. when you were sitting well, off in yeah, the corner j- in the hoodie. Yeah, I was. I <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, who is this shady yeah, character? And why a, is he amazing? I am a very sketchy human when you first meet <laughs> me because typically I have really long hair and I hide everything and I'm I'm very secluded. I didn't know you had long hair until like yeah, a year and a half. And a like, lot until of the hood came off. A lot of people <laughs> look at me and tell me, I thought you were bald. Um, but no, I have a lot of hair. Um, but yeah, I, I remember being in that class and Jim asking us, uh, like, what do you guys do? And I had a moment, honestly, where I was like, I don't know if I want to like be like, hey, this is what's happening or if I just wanted to, I like a part of me just kind of like lay low. Yeah. Uh, but I did. I, I, I said it. And I remember you came up to me after the class and we're like, hey, that's like super cool. We should get together and talk sometime. And that's kind of how we became friends. And then through that as well, like yeah. I started talking to you. Um, and yeah, it was uh, that is the most notable thing I've done. I've done some freelance editing for like small YouTubers and things like that. Nothing that's ever gone anywhere. Um, but yeah, uh, cloud nine, I was a freelance editor. I did a lot of their highlight videos. Uh, they have a lot of things on, uh, Twitch where like they do like, like transitions where they do, uh, like game highlights. And I did a lot of that stuff for them. And, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where. Now, how did you find work like that? Cause I know there's some freelance sites out there. I'm a part of some of them, but yeah. I never find things like that. This is, this is the exact opposite of how to really get a freelance job. Okay. So how you really get a freelance job is you go to freelance sites, you make connections. I was playing Counter-Strike uh, with a group of my friends. And at that time I was like an amateur Counter-Strike player. I had played for a few like professional teams that were shitty as fuck. 
Um, but I, I played for him and uh, I had gotten to know this dude, Jeffrey, who at that time was like a low level correspondent for Cloud9. Um, and he was looking at that time for like actual talent to play on the team as like an under team. Um, yeah. and I started playing with him and he was like, do you want to play with us? And I was like, not at all. I'm <laughs> atrocious and don't want to play. <laughs> you don't want me. <laughs> you don't want me. However, if you ever need any editing, like send some clips my way. Um, and within a week and a half, I had, uh, like 62 counter-strike clips sent from him and he was just like yeah you just get back to me in a week and i was like all right i'm fucked uh (laughs) no like seriously as an editor you get anything more than like 20 25 clips and you're like this is a process this is going to take me like two and a half weeks three weeks um but i i banged out like a like a short little like clip video for him within like a week and a half and uh that kind of just got the ball rolling so it was it was really just like good place good time that sounds like good networking really a little bit yeah now, when when you first like, I guess a lot of my my thought process when I look at like freelance jobs yep. is a lot of times you see a job like say something was posted for Cloud Nine. Yep. Do you think if you saw something posted on a job board, you would have been like, "I'm not qualified for that." Oh my apply. god, I wasn't. I I'm still not qualified for it at all. <laughs> I don't even have my bachelor's or associates in editing. Like I, yeah, I uh, it was it's. My, my advice to any freelance editor is if you're an editor and you see a job posting and you're like, that might be above my pay grade, just go for it. Because the worst they can do is say no. Um, yeah, it's true. A, a, lot, a lot of places will even do what they call a demo reel, which is basically just trying to get like free work out of you. Um, but do it. Like I, I had to do um, – I applied for like a lot of freelance jobs after Cloud9 because um, I just – I wanted to find something else to do. And it's impossible, but a lot of them will send you back and be like, hey, do a 50 second to a minute video for us with these clips and let us know like what you can do. Uh, And a lot of places will actually take it and they'll be like, yeah, this is great. Let's start doing work. Um, So that's the best way to to do freelance is any job like posting that you see, just go for it. It's there's there's no harm in it at all. So what did what originally I'm kind of taking a step back here but yep. what originally got you into video editing was it like was it something you started out as a kid or was it like I was, as you I was thinking about it's funny I was thinking I was driving over here thinking about how I started editing and this is actually kind of funny um so it, it was 2004 and uh I was like eight or nine yeah and uh at that time like YouTube wasn't like montage yeah. heavy and everything like that but uh I had, I had the game Tiger Woods PGA Tour. <laughs> yep, yep, instant it's classic. A- excellent game. And um, I had uh, like become fascinated with it and I wanted to create like a montage for it. And I was like, I'm great at this golf. I was a kid. So I was like, I'm amazing at golf. I'm going to make a golf montage. And uh, <laughs> we d- I didn't have a Dazzle at that point. Like Dazzle was uh, for Pinnacle Studio. That was their first recording software. And that was like the first thing that you could record gameplay with. And I didn't have that. Um, I had uh, a little camcorder that I would set up on top of like five books yep. and I would film my TV screen. It was the worst. <laughs> the good old days. Oh, it was so bad, man. I found the video like a few years ago and it was atrocious. It's just like you can see the waving lines of the TV. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, I had Windows Movie Maker. Nice. And I edited like a like a two minute video of Windows Movie Maker of like all of my golf shots. Yeah. And uh, that was the first thing I did editing wise. Um, like, so that's what got me started. And after that, I begged my mom for a, for a dazzle for years. I was like, you need to buy me this. This is all I want to do with my life. And she was like, all right, you're a fuck up anyway. So we'll just do that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) My mom's a great lady. And and here we are at the AV Underground. (laughs) And here we are. Little did she know. 
Um, but yeah, after that, I uh, I fell in love with Call of Duty and, yep. and games like that, yeah, and yeah. I just I wanted to be the next. Which was like the perfect thing to transition into. Exactly. For that. Yeah. I mean, you go from golf games to Call of Duty, yeah. you're basically a winner. And at with that YouTube point. changing so, <laughs> you're still trying to achieve victory in as few shots as possible. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There we Good go, call, man. So I don't know. I don't know if you have another question, Josh, but in in that same sense. What would you say? What so you started out? I don't want to know like exactly editing wise. So you started out with Windows Movie Maker. Yeah, I started out with Windows Movie Maker, and then after that, since I got the Dazzle, Dazzle came at that time with. I don't know if it still does. I don't even know if that company still. I I, exists. I haven't heard it since. Uh, you it's just P- said it's it. Pinnacle Studio. I think Pinnacle Studio has like fresh software. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I went from uh, Windows Movie Maker to Pinnacle Studio. And that was uh, a great upgrade. Anybody who still has that software will tell you that software will do anything you need it to do and you can upload straight from it. It was basically like Sony Vegas before Sony Vegas. Uh. Um, and then after that, I, uh, I tor- – hey, I don't know if I should say this, but I, <laughs> I torrented Sony Vegas like seven um, and I used that for years. Uh, a lot of people use like Avid, which is what we found through school. A lot of yeah. people use uh, like – Final Cut. Fi- like yeah, that. people love Final Cut. I could just never get into it. Um, I was the same way. Um, I used it I'm for a, a I'm a Sony while. Vegas guy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, when when I met Jeffrey, my correspondent, um, he was like, do you have editing software? And I was like, I'm using a torrented Sony Vegas 2008. <laughs> and he's like, we can't allow that. <laughs> so I, he actually sent me Sony Vegas 9. Oh. And I have like a paid version of it. And um, I can update past that. So I think I'm, I don't even know what uh, version it's on currently. But that's where I started with. Um, and yeah, I've never really like delved into Final Cut enough to know it well. Um, Avid, which we used through school, I was fucking atrocious. Yeah, you're not the only one. I think like the people in Hollywood are the only people that are good with yeah, Avid. Yeah, and and that's that's one thing I'll tell like a lot of like video editors is there's like two branches of editing. They're really like in my eyes, there's freelance, which you can do anything and you can use any software other than maybe Windows Movie Maker. Um, and then there's like Hollywood editing, which after taking classes with Jim, you really need to know Avid. Um, it's either Avid or um, Premiere Pro that yeah. a lot of the big studios are using. I yeah. think the television studios are more on the end of Premiere, yep. whereas a lot of news stations and cinema use Avid. Avid. I don't know. I mean, Avid's good. It's just... It's not user-friendly. Not say. at all. I, I, I would like an editing software where I know all the hotkeys for things yep. and don't have to delve into 17 pages of instructions to learn hotkeys. Yeah, it's definitely like the Dead Sea Scrolls of editing. Ah, it's, it's so ridiculous. bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, what? Are, so what are you using now? Still Vegas? Yeah, I still use Sony Vegas. Uh, I'm pretty sure I – I don't even know if I've updated to 10. I might still be on Sony Vegas 9 at this point. I haven't edited in uh, – since Cloud9. After Cloud9, I did freelance for two YouTubers whose channels I don't even think fucking exist anymore. Um, I did some work for Exxon Cinema, which was like a, they were like a tiny YouTube channel yeah, yeah. that were like montage guys. And I did some work for them. And then I kind of haven't, I haven't found any freelance since then. Um, but yeah, I'm still using Sony Vegas. I find it to be the most user friendly. And for anybody who's like new to editing, it's the best thing to get because you can do all in one with, you can do audio, video, straight uploading. You you don't have to go through like any third party sites or anything to get anything done. It's, it's super, super friendly. Uh, that was, that was going to be my next question is like, what do you, <clears throat> what do you recommend for someone like, yeah, for somebody new to just getting new to editing, <laughs> it's going to sound dumb, but spend like a day in windows movie maker 
and just learn all of the wipe transitions and all of the garbage transitions <laughs> that you'll probably never use again. And Unless you're doing Star Wars. Well, yeah. I mean, and wipes and like those transitions are great, but Windows Movie Maker has them kind of dulled down yeah. and you can tell yeah. what they are. Uh, but yeah, if you get used to that, once you move on to – after that, I would say Sony Vegas. Sony Vegas definitely has the easiest – my thing with Sony Vegas is like if you need to split a clip and you want a hotkey, that would be S. Like split is S. <laughs> right like, there in front of you. A lot – like all of the hotkeys are exactly what you'd think they would be. So even if you just hopped on to editing for the first time, um, if you knew a little bit about it, I guess, take a YouTube tutorial, things like that, um, you could get it really easy. So Sony Vegas is simple and uh, this is probably not a good PSA, but you can torrent it fucking easy as hell. Alternatively, I know we did an episode a while back of like free software for content creators. Yes. We talked a little bit about uh, Blackmagic Design has a version of DaVinci Resolve. Yes. That's, that is free. Yeah, Blackmagic in and general. And I don't remember. I think Vegas Studio was one of the hotkey setups you can automatically import. Can you? Because when you set up the software, <laughs> it goes, that. what hotkey setup do you want to use? You can use DaVinci Blackmagic, um, their setup. If you're coming from Premiere Pro, you can use mm. that setup. You can use Avid. Really? You can use, so that it pulls your hotkeys so you don't have to learn something totally new that's super convenient i wish they would have had that in avid and things like that i wish i would have known about some of this stuff ages ago yeah that's true because like when i started out doing when i was doing video game stuff i had the roxio editing software (laughs) yeah i don't know if you've ever had the misfortune of using such a thing but it's yeah yeah that's that's kind of like not great yeah yeah it's not awesome and then moving from that into what what did i go to from that i think i went straight to premiere yeah a lot of people go straight to premiere I feel like it's what happens with a lot of editors is like when they're using like the first things they start out with, they eventually just they all fall into the next one they're going to end up using. Yeah, there's like three or four categories of editors at this point. There there are like multimedia editors, which I've noticed use like Premiere and Avid. There, there are people who use like Final Cut. And then there are people who just do like YouTube editing. And the majority of them have like Blackmagic, things like that, or Sony Vegas. Like something that's simple, easy that they can get their hands on. Um, and I... I don't know. Sony Vegas has always worked for me, I guess. I guess that's it's, just I think opinion. it's really like what you know and yeah. what you can work well with. I've worked with it for, I mean, I'm 23 at this point. I've worked with it for nine years. So it's kind of just the easiest thing I can use. So Sweet. Yeah. Are you doing anything currently with um, any freelance jobs or video game stuff or anything I, uh, Yes, I'm currently, I don't know if I can actually, t- I mean, I can talk about it. It's not like a fucking confidential deal. But um, there's uh, this place, Wheels, which uh, is like, um, I think they're out of Fitchburg. It's like, they do like audio and like video based videos for car things. I think I, I heard of this. I yeah, feel like I don't I- exactly know how to describe it, but they do a lot of like, detailed instruction videos for like car systems and things like that. Um, and they have freelance editors and, um, I've been tossing some footage to them for a few months and, and doing things like that. Uh, none of the footage I've given them has been uploaded because I'm pretty sure they're still waiting to get, they, they used to have an editor's bay like in office and they had like five oh. or six like editors who stayed there all fucking day. The room reeked of pot <laughs> always as does most of the state <laughs> always reeked of pot. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I stopped in there one day and was like, Hey, do you guys need a freelancer? And, and they were like, yeah, send us some video. And I've been doing that for a few months. And I think once they kind of like relaunch everything there, I, I should have some, some videos up for them. Are you on like a freelance basis with them or like an internship? Or I, is it- I, I would more be on like an internship basis with them. I'd say I, it started out as freelance, but at this point, if it can, 
they have full-time editors there. So I'm looking at it in terms of if I can intern until they put me on as a full-time, I'll take that yeah. over just freelancing for a bunch of random people. So yeah. Yeah. Are there any like services that you use to find freelance jobs? I know some people that use like Upwork. Yeah. Upwork's great. I mean, honestly, Craigslist. Really? It, it sounds really? ridiculous, but Craigslist and you just find uh, like, like people who are looking for videos made. A lot of people, you'll just find people who are looking to shoot a wedding video. I have a friend who does this. His name's Bobby. Um, Robbie T Films. Uh, shout out to him. Um, he does like video, like music videos and things like that. He's really good. Um, but he just goes on Craigslist and looks for people who are shooting like, hey, I need to shoot my wedding. And then he'll be like, hey, I'll shoot this and edit it for you for this price. And the majority of people will just go like, hey, cool. That's an editor on top of the person who we already right. need. Um, so, yeah, that's a great way to do it. If you just toss in, like if you toss on a Craigslist, somebody who's looking for a film, like a lot of people like Piscopo is a great art, like comes to mind, like somebody who has a film like that, they'll put it on Craigslist, be like, hey, I need extra people. I need a cameraman. I need this. If you toss in in your email, like, yeah, I'm also an editor. You can actually gain a lot of work from that. So. Do you have any like tips as far as trying to find stuff like that on Craigslist? Because I know the search criteria can. Yeah, uh, Craigslist is sketchy in general. I mean, <laughs> you don't. Most really. of the video work I found there has been like looking for cam girls. And I'm yes. Like, I am not <laughs> that person. Yes. Um, I can't even remember. I haven't I haven't done Craigslist freelance in a little bit. I can't even remember what the exact option is. Like I, I can picture the Craigslist site off the top of my head. Um, but if you just search, I, I found just searching into Worcester Craigslist like film and video. Um, I, I would find quite a bit and you're right. The majority of it is looking for cam girls will pay this amount. And it's like, I'm not sexy enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you though. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all about vetting. And that's what I will say with Craigslist. If you're selling a guitar on Craigslist, you don't want to just pick the first person who emails you and be like, yep, this is the guy who I'm selling my guitar to. You kind of want to vet it and make sure that the person you're talking to actually has experience with what they're doing and actually has money to back it up. Because a lot of people on Craigslist will just be like, hey, yeah, come film this for me. And you'll show up and they'll be like, oh, it's just a student project. I have no money. And it's like, yeah. Oh, OK. Thanks, guys. Um, but yeah, it's it's my one advice is to try more options than you think you would need to. So if you see like 10 options on Craigslist and you're like, I only really want to do one of these, toss out 10 emails because one person is bound to get back to you and it may not be what you want to do, but it's all experience that you can gain to be a better editor. So something I find interesting about editors or like a question I like to ask them all is like their process. Like, mm -hmm. how, cause like this is something we talked about in like Jim's class. Remember, like we yeah. talked about Abbott, like there's the bricklayer method of the guy who goes in and lays, has his clip and lays each clip one by one. And then there's one who has the whole bowl of clips in front of them and it's just picking them out. Yeah. And then I am, I am very much like a, uh, a disorganized editor. Yeah. I have a, uh, my, if, if I want to walk through my entire process, I typically start with audio because I find it's easier to like, if I already know, if I, let's say I'm filming Call of Duty and I have 50 clips filmed, like I already know what the clips are. I, in my head while I'm playing, I'll kind of have this idea of like, oh, like this song could work with this. You, it, it sounds dumb, but like, I'll just, I'll literally just sit there and be like, oh, this song sounds good over a montage. And I'll pick that. And then you can, it's really easy to, to just match things to audio and use that as like your base start for editing. Because if you can do that, you're going to gain these, I don't want to call people dumb, but you're going to gain like this look from people who just look at things and are like, oh, that audio matches that video. That's appealing to me. Yeah. Um, and that's when you then start to break down into like transitions and into 
like specific, like you can do a lot of like overlays and overlay. Like I, um, this is, I'm getting off topic, but I saw, I don't know if you guys know Law You. He's a Counter-Strike YouTuber um, and he does this great thing where he overlays, like he did like a Mario type um, montage where like he had like an overlay of like a bunch of like Mario shit, like actually in the game. And it was really cool. Um, and it's all just multiple layers and you can layer things on like that. It's really an easy process. But um, my process for editing is I'll find a song and then I'll upload all of my clips into Sony Vegas and I'll put the song down and I'll just be like, all right, what wants to go where? Yeah, exactly. Um, and typically, like, if you're a video game editor, like, you'll hit, like, one shot in a game and you're like, that needs to be, like, the best shot that I have. Yep. And you'll put that, like, somewhere. You can just feel it. Yeah, you'll put that somewhere specifically, like, either at the beginning or the end. Um, and that's like your shot. That's like, this is what this entire montage is based around this. Um, and you'll, you'll typically lay like the easy shots first. Like, oh, this one is like a triple kill that I got. This matches really good with the music. I'll put this first. And then you get all the other clips that are kind of just like fillers that you can put in between music. Um, just based off of like the fact, let's say you have no audio on a shot. Um, so you then just put that there. It doesn't have to match with the audio. It just kind of looks good yeah. and it kind of fills the space. Right. Um, so yeah, my process is, is much, I'm not a bricklayer at all. When <laughs> I can't do that. Like we had to do that for Jim yeah. and I was struggling. Um, but yeah, I'm very much like a, just what feels right. And it sounds dumb and it's hard to explain to people how to do it, but it, it when you do it, you if really you sit know down it. with 20 clips in front of you and, and a good sound and song, then you can just make anything yeah. because like my biggest thing is I'll put audio on repeat and I'll just repeat the audio and just let the audio play the entire time while I'm editing. So I'm constantly hearing it right. and you can constantly hear different tempo changes and different things like that. So you can be like, right when you hear it again, you're like, Oh, that sounded really good. Let me fit that there. Uh, it's all just about feel and, and about getting used to it. Like the first thing I edited was that golf thing and no audio matched. <laughs> nothing looked good nothing sounded good like it was just a mess of clips in a song mm. and i eventually kind of just worked away around it and my biggest thing for any new editors if you just want to create something that looks good to you just try and match everything with the music worry about everything else after all the special layers all the special shit that you're going to add after just match it with the music and you'll be self you'll be like oh, i did that that actually looks good yep. um so yeah that's really my process no no do you, do you have anything else or I have a, I have another question if you want me to follow it up? Uh, I was actually going to ask if um, if you're looking into trying to get back into doing things for like professional esports teams. I would love to. Especially with the rise in like the oh, Overwatch League oh, and my, uh, everything else that's been going that? on. Did you guys see that? Overwatch League's going on currently? That's Yeah, insane. the finals are running right now. I was now. watching I know. it last night on ESPN. Yeah, oh Philadelphia versus, my oh, I forgot. My, my, I don't know San Fran, I, I believe. Yep. I don't think she's going to watch this. My girlfriend's been over and it's been impossible to do anything other than hang out with her recently. So it's like, nice. I want to watch Overwatch. Can't do that. Um, Unless you're like, listen, darling, we should watch this together. <laughs> I do that. And then she's like, no, let's just watch The Office. And I'm like, we've seen every episode. But of what if The Office was just a bunch of guys playing Overwatch? Right? I, I'm going I'm to do that tonight. You got to like sneakily am, work it I'm in gonna there. I'm going to do that tonight. I'm going to be like, hey, so we're watching this. It's going to be great. It's the finals. Like, uh, I, I finally to. understand how my father has felt with sports. Right? <laughs> like, no, like, seriously. You get it now. Esports. <laughs> I remember I was watching um, the first IEM, uh, like, the first major tournament that I edited for Cloud9 was uh, Katowice. Um, I edited IEM Katowice 2017, I'm pretty sure. Um, I think that video might still be floating around somewhere. I don't even know. Um, but I edited that for them, and that was the first time I really watched, like, an esports tournament and was like, 
I now understand why people get so excited for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like this is like our Super Bowl. Like this is the the kids who grew up with video games being their life. Like this is what we want to see. Uh, and it's great. It's awesome. Um, in terms of, to get back to your question, am I, am I still doing things for, if I got an email tomorrow from cloud nine, I would hands down, I would hands down work with them like any day. Um, I, I would love to, I, the, the only reason I'm not working for cloud nine is because towards the end, uh, like December, 2017, November, 2017, something like that. Um, Jeffrey contacted me and was like, Hey, like we want to move you up to full time editing for us. Um, and at that time I was going to Mount Wachusett. Right. And like, I remember I, this. I, I, I was always brought up as a kid who didn't want to just desert his education. Um, so they offered me a full-time editor's job. They, they literally were like, we'll fly you out to California. You have to find, they told me I had to find a place to stay. I had to pay for housing and things like that, but I would work with them like editor's bay. Like I would work in an editor's office. Um, and I turned it down because I wanted to finish my college ed education. And currently I'm kicking myself in the ass every single fucking day because that was the worst decision of my life. Um, but it, you live and you learn and you kind of, you do things. And, um, but yeah, I would love to, would love to. Do you think after your education is done, you might reach back out to them and be like, Hey, uh, yes, I the, know I turned you guys down. Exactly. I, I love, uh, initially I wasn't going to do that because the only correspondent I had was that dude, Jeffrey. And currently he is no longer working with them. He's, he's married. He's got two kids. He's a very busy dude. And I think he's like doing some like insurance shit. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> no, no longer associated with games. Um, but I, I met a few correspondents. I met a lot of people who were on like cloud nines under team and things like that. And like the people who just play reserves for them. So I have built up enough of a reputation with them where I think if I did finish my education and came back to them, they may still give it to me. Um, we'll have to see how the esports scene is then. And we'll have to see how it's doing, but based off of how it is currently, I, I think it should be pretty healthy. I feel um, like it'd be worth reaching back out yeah. to, especially considering if you're like, look, I didn't abandon my education. Exactly. And I, I, as such, I won't abandon you. Like yeah. it, it was, it was, and I told, I, uh, at the time, like I, I was in constant email with him and like, I told him all the time, I was like, it's not that I'm trying to abandon you guys. I just, if I were to not get my college degree and then come work for you guys in five, six years down the line, esports takes a dip. I am out no job with no degree. And I can't even do what I want to do with my degree. So I, I, I sort of just bit the bullet and, and finished. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of opportunity, I think, definitely going forward, especially yeah. with how esports has taken a massive oh, exactly. rise. Exactly. It's got a higher viewership now than traditional sports, which yeah. is insane. I mean, Ninja streams Fortnite and gets 100,000 viewers concurrently. I think the last estimate I heard was he was pulling in about $500,000 a month. Yeah in revenue from a twitch streamer let's remember yeah. this is a man who sits at his house and takes donations for playing video games like that is yeah. the dream of all of us <laughs> he's a very good entertainer i'm guessing yes like, i mean have you watched him i haven't he's i know drake still owes him about five grand yeah he does <laughs> which sure it's he just does. funny because i know ninja was like i don't really care about the money i just wanted to make a meaningful connection with drake and like yeah. maybe we'd be friends yeah <laughs> it's like, I just wanted Senpai to notice me my, and he just, he just didn't notice me at all. Cold shouldered. My, my thing with, with Ninja is he seems like a great dude. Um, he just seems like he has such a hold on the Twitch market right now that there, there's no beating him. Like there's, there's no way to beat Ninja. It's like, it's like the Michael Jordan Bulls of the it 90s. It really is. Yeah. Like he is, <laughs> he is the perfect example of 
a Twitch streamer, just like Michael Jordan is a perfect example of a basketball player. Like you need somebody who is that star for your platform. And, and Twitch especially is, is always been looking for that. I mean, they went through people like the fucking ice Poseidon <laughs> yep. and uh, ice was a crazy dude. They went through people like soda Poppin, Um, and they finally found this one dude who seems like he's going to be like their niche for, for Twitch and to get, to bring it back to editors. I know his editor started out i actually relatively know his editor his editor started out as a freelancer doing editing for small youtubers just like all of us um and he he met this connection with ninja and now he's one of the biggest twitch streamers editors um and and that's why if you can just create relationships even if it's some random dude that you're playing a game of call of duty with one night if he says that he has dreams of being a youtuber or something like stick with him because if you're a friend of that guy he may bring you along and if you actually do good work then you can make a name for yourself so do you have any like recommendations aside from like networking and stuff for mm -hmm. someone if you know i've got some decent experience in video editing mm -hmm. but maybe i'm doing like i'm working an internship i'm not um necessarily like editing in in the realm of video games like i'd yep. like to be kind of thing yep uh if you have someone like that how would you advise them to try and start sort of branch I guess, getting into the field in the first place branch out so if you're stuck in like let's say uh this is a perfect example based off of the kid i talked about earlier bobby uh if you're stuck because he's he was stuck in um doing wedding videos and doing wedding editings for years like that's all he was which i'm doing. told is very stressful He's seen extremely a lot of stressful because you are yeah you're <laughs> dealing with brides and everything has to be perfect like it, with a bride and a groom everything has to be perfect um so he was doing that for a long time and um i i'm pretty sure the way he branched out i i think this is a little different you're not getting into games in his example you're getting into music editing and like video editing um for music videos but he basically just it i, I don't want to go back to networking but it really is just all about creating friendships. Um, and I think the first thing, this isn't really networking. The first thing he did was he wasn't even a rapper or anything. And he just made a song and did it like not even for the fact of a song, but he just wanted to make a video for it. Uh, so he started doing it himself and he started just putting out his own music and his own shit. Not like, and everything would be like, yeah, I know I'm bad at music, but look at these videos. Exactly. Um, and eventually some dude found it and was like, hey, let, why don't you do my rap song? And that, and he did his, and it was a better video and rap song, so it went well, and then it's kind of just grown from there. Um, I will say, uh, have an Instagram page. If you're an editor, have an Instagram page. Get yourself a highlight reel, show reel, one minute long, and repost that shit every single day. And and just follow a bunch of pages, like a bunch of pages, become friends with people on Instagram and Facebook, and just make sure you're showing your show reels as much as possible. Because there's eventually going to be one person who's like, oh, I need this random thing done. It may be a wedding. It may be uh, a music video. It may be some video game type deal. Um, and if you specifically want to get into video game editing, um, oh, God, I can't even remember. There used to be a forum uh, that people I'll – ha I'll have to look it up. There used to be a forum for people who were small YouTubers and they would post just like, hey, I have, a, I have like an eating video. I need editing done. It's going to take like – 20 minutes and, and you'd comment on it and they'd send you over clips and you do it. It wasn't for any pay though. Uh, it was just a forum. It was, see if it's like short form stuff like that, I would, yeah. I would be more than happy to help some people out. Exactly. Cause you get your name out there 
and I'm pretty sure at that time when I was doing it, uh, all of the like you were they were mandate like they were mandated to put you in like the description and shit. And that sounds like such an old thing to say at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, put me in the description. But um, that helps. Like, if yeah, you're the top really link in a description for a video that gets a few thousand views, at least five, ten, fifteen people are going to click on your link, and that's potential business. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would I, I need to look up that forum. Maybe I'll get it to you and you can link it somewhere. Yeah, if we um, if we get that, we'll pop that in the description. Definitely, for the, yeah, the podcast. Like, like a link dump and things like that. But uh, it's just look around, look around for people who are doing free work because free work is the best work. I mean, yeah, you're not going to get paid. It, the best thing to do if you're a freelancer is get a job, work a job, and just do freelance on the side. Um, and that, that way you can take, if, if some dude's like, yeah, I, it's only going to take like a two minute video, just edit this for me for free. Sure. I'll do that for you, man. And then he'll toss your name out there. Um, also ask your friends and family. You may never like, this doesn't work for video games, but you may never know if somebody has a videotape from an old wedding 10 years ago that they need converted to digital and then edited. Like that's a perfect, and you can, I mean, family will pay you. So that's, that's a great way to do it. Um, you're not going to get charged much but family will at least compensate you for your work uh and my biggest thing and i've always told people this is do shit on your own like just start you i'm not a youtuber i you will barely find any of my youtube channels i have like seven and none of them have i think the biggest video i ever got was how to hack nba 2k 11 (laughs) and like at that time you could hack i might have watched that video (laughs) and you could make like player face mods and everything like that. Yeah. And I uploaded a video for that and it got like 11,000 views. It's the biggest thing I ever did personally. Jeez. Yeah. Um, and aside from that, like I just uploaded like weekly, I would upload uh, an OCE, which is a one clip edit, which essentially means like I would get one clip in Call of Duty and then edit it and I would upload it weekly. Uh, and that just made me a better editor. Like not like if you look back on all the beginning ones, they are trash, really bad. Um, but now like anything I do now, I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, that's how you do that. Like I layered that like four years ago. I can still do that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just work for yourself. Even if you have a a separate YouTube channel, all the videos are private and you upload all of them just so you can look back and be like, oh yeah, like that's how I did that. It's, it's just a perfect way to get into it. So. Well, hot dang. I would uh, say, what are we doing for time? I don't want to. I'm sorry. I'm just oh, no, we're fine. Oh, no, no. That's, 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 that's the whole perfect. podcast, man. That's, I'm sorry, that's man. what we do here. Well, I actually, I have one more question I want to ask you. It's, and I feel it's a good one because it sure. kind of comes back to the process thing. Sure. So when doing all that process, I'm sure you get to that point where you're just like, you're staring at a screen, you're staring at hundreds of clips yeah. and like all this. When do you, when do you know to walk away or how is it, how is it your, how do you know when it's time to like step back from something? When you, <laughs> My biggest thing, I had this happen uh, when I was working for Cloud9 one night. It was like 3 a.m. And uh, I had one clip left. And I bounced this clip around the timeline at least. Like I couldn't find a spot for it. Like I was fitting it in between clips. I was overlaying it on other clips so that it would immediately, like one clip would end and this clip would immediately start. It was a clip where I was playing Counter-Strike. And it was a clip on uh, on Mirage where I hit like like a quick like no scope or something. It wasn't even that good, but it was just like I couldn't fit it. Yeah. And I had worked for like seven or eight hours, um, like just doing. I had, I had done a Cloud Nine edit, a personal edit, uh, a freelance edit, and then another Cloud Nine edit. And I'd worked for like eight fucking hours, and uh, I bounced this clip around the timeline at least thirty two times, putting it in different spots and putting it in different places, slowing down the speed, slowing down the time. My biggest thing, and I'll walk away is I tend to walk away from my screen like at least once every hour. Like even if I'm like in a groove, I'm like, I need to get the fuck away from this. Like I need some some space. 
Um, but my biggest thing is if you can't find a place to fit a clip, don't force it. Like never force anything editing wise. Editing should be something where you have this moment of realization where you're like, oh, that works perfect right yeah. there. Once you start running out of those epiphanies, it's it's done. And it's just you trying to force things and make things look unnatural. And that's not how it should be. Um, so yeah, I, I tend to break process whenever I'm sitting there and I let, like, let's say I have like 10 clips left and I can't look at any of them and just automatically be like, oh, that's great here. I'll just stop. And I'll be like, I'll pick this up tomorrow. Yeah. And my biggest thing is like, as an editor, you're constantly thinking about like, even when you stop a project, you're like, oh, but this would work good there. And this would work. So eventually, like usually like four or five hours later, you'll be like, oh that's where that should go you'll be like oh all of this needs to be moved and this one thing needs to go in the very beginning um and it works and and it's all just about getting burnt out i mean that i'm sure you guys have the same thing it's it's got to be for like for anything podcast anything you love to do you get burnt out on um and you just kind of it's it's all different for a lot of people um when they kind of take that break but um yeah mine's mine's typically when i just physically can't find a spot for anything anymore Uh, I have two final questions before we wrap for the day. One is how long do you typically spend to get a decent edit together? Do you have like, okay, I've been spending like I'm at 12 hours. I'm still working on the same edit. I really need to either finish it or it's not going to ever get done because I know at least myself, like if I'm working on something, I I could go forever and it's never going to be good enough. I have, this is a good example. I have a personal project that I have been working on since 2011. It has included over 375 clips. Um, about maybe 80, 85 of them are probably going to be used. But I have recorded o- like over 300 clips for this. Um, and I've spent, I think the longest work day I spent, I had no school or work. I, I spent 19 hours working on this project one day. Um, and I, I've had to have put hundreds of hours into this project. And it will never get done. It won't. I, I've You get to that point where you put more than 20 hours into something and your perfectionist starts at your brain, just go, you're like, I've already put this much work into it. I may as well just make it perfect. It will never, ever be perfect. No editing will ever be perfect. There will always be that one person who can watch through the video and be like, that was two milliseconds off because it's going to look different to everybody else. So I, uh, yeah, I would say, I don't, I don't even, I don't want to give a time limit because I don't want people to start being like, oh, I've worked on this more than well, maybe not a hard hours. time limit, but what do you um, find works for you? What works for me is if I have to put, like, let's say I'm doing, I typically segregate when I was working for cloud nine, I would segregate eight hours a day to do cloud nine editing. It would typically only take me like four or five by the time I got good with it because their editing is really quick. They want a minute long teaser that they can put in between their Twitch streams that shows like three or four clips and then their brand right. super simple. But, um, if, if I was doing highlight videos for them, I would delegate eight hours a day. If, if I can finish eight hours, do that, and I'm not burnt. If, if at the end of the day, I'm looking at this project going, there's no way I'm going to fucking finish this. I would message them and be like, this is not going to work. I'm not going to, like, I can't do this project. And we would send it to a different editor. Somebody else would get it done. Um, if, if I, so my general rule of thumb is if I've spent more than three days on a project and I still don't see some form of end to the project, then I'll just call it. And I mean, it sucks because you're putting three days worth of work behind you. 
Um, and as a freelancer, you kind of can't do that. So with if it's freelance, you really do. If, if you're putting that – your faith – if, if they're putting their faith in you and you're getting money for it, even if it's taking you 20 hours, you kind of – that might be the time where I would say force one clip into it, finish it up, and just be happy with what you did. Like even if it's not – At that point, like done is better than perfect. Exactly. If you're getting money for it and this either could ruin your reputation or just be one of your not great edited clips, yeah. just push it out. Just, just get it out, get it to them, and they'll be happy with it because it'll be work that they can show. And, right. And then you can then look at them and be like, I'll do the next one better. Um, and yeah, it's – I don't know. I've I've always had a hard time with that as well. It's, all, it's like a personal preference yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And my final, my final bit was do you have – are you on social media or anything that you want us to toss in the description? No. Like- I mean the only thing – I mean I have an Instagram, um, but it's like a personal Instagram. It's like I think it's Kevin underscore McMillan. That doesn't have any editing. Uh, if you really need editing from me, uh, it's going to sound like a dumb way of getting a hold of me, but go to my Steam um, I'm on steam, uh, 24 seven. And that's where I found the majority of the, the majority of the people I edit for are video game players. So I, that's where I have all of the people who I talk to is on steam. Are you cool with us linking that in the description? Yeah, you can link my steam. Sweet. I'll give you a, I'll give you that before we leave. Um, yeah, anybody's, if you guys need work done, I don't mind doing it. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a professional editor cause I'm right. not I most certainly am not. Um, I got, I lucked into a job that I was very underqualified for and luckily managed to kind of become good at it as time went on. Um, I would say now I'm probably qualified for it, but at the end of the day, editing is so different between people that at nobody's style is going to mix exactly. Right. So you could come to 10 different editors and be like, edit this video for me and none of them are going to give you something you want. So the my only advice to anybody trying to get editing done and to like be an editor is just try and if if they're not going to charge you to do a small demo reel just offer you know what i mean just be like hey i'll do a quick one minute demo reel and it could turn into more um but yeah if you want to get a hold of me that'd be steam or or facebook probably cool yeah uh anything else from you watson before no, we I'm, I'm good I'm sweet well Kevin, thank you so much for hey, being on the show. Hey, thank you for having me on, guys. No. I'm sorry, I just rambled. For oh no, it was great. It was a lot of, a lot you should of... listen to our previous episodes. Yeah. Hey, I, that's no, what this we do a lot, here. This is a lot of rambling with some solid advice. I feel though. Yeah, hey, well, a lot thank of, you. Yeah, there's thank a lot you. in there. A lot of little nuggets. And in if there. I can toss in a tidbit, I've uh, been thinking about whether or not to say this this entire time. Um, if you're an editor thinking about going to college, go to film school. Don't go to college that offers a post film production major. Because you're not going to get what you think you're going to get out of it. Um, if you're if you are serious about being an editor, go to film school. Um, LA Film School is excellent. They offer online courses. You can get in easy to that school as long as you're an editor. Um, and there's a couple other schools that are really good, but LA Film School really it's a commitment because you have to live in LA yeah. or you do online classes and things like that. But don't just go to. I mean, I went to community college post film production. I took zero editing classes. We took that one editing yeah. classes for Avid and but, we, but we didn't do editing. Yeah. We just did splits and, mm-hmm. and learning clips along a timeline. Go to an actual school for it. That's my one tip of advice. So mm-hmm. Sweet. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We will catch you again next Tuesday with another episode of AV Underground. And until next time, keep creating. See ya. AV Underground is a production of YDG Studios and is brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters, Eileen Hubbard and For Love of Nerd. 
To find out more about our guests this week, check the links in the description. Our intro music is Nine to Thrive by Kulla. Find out more about Kulla by visiting Kulla.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Do you have questions about getting started as a content creator that you'd like us to address in a future episode? Send us an email at yeahdudegamers at gmail.com with the subject line Ask AV Underground, and we just might include your question in an upcoming episode. AV Underground is hosted by MJ Watson and Josh Needham and is produced by Josh Needham.